Girlfriends, episode number 296, 10 Ways to Be a More Thankful Person. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about ways to be more thankful just in time for Thanksgiving. Can't wait to talk about this with you. Let's get going. Hello, my friend. So glad you are here. Thanks for showing up. You know, I love connecting with you here on the podcast. I was working a little bit ahead in previous episodes, so it feels like it's been a little while since I sat down to chat with you all and I missed you. I always miss my times sitting and recording this because it's a wonderful way that I'm able to stay connected with all of you. So I was recording a little bit ahead because we had some big things going on around here. Speaking of thankfulness, um, I had a lot to be thankful for. So my son, Eamon, got married October 23rd. So we had a beautiful family event. My kids who were in Florida came home for it. And it was really just a lovely family weekend. And I'm so grateful for that. And Eamon and Kate are doing great. And we're so blessed to have Kate joining our family all these weddings. I mean, so this was our third one in two years. And then by next May, we're going to have had four weddings inside of a little over three years. I think it was 37 months. Somebody figured it out for me, which is nuts. I mean, I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful for it. And yeah, it's also exhausting. <laughs> so that weekend was was wonderful and exhausting. And um, then coming right off of it, Monday through Friday after it, I was in Boston for recording the gist, which usually I let you guys know a little bit about ahead of time. And sometimes I'd even done some recording there. But this year I was just like, I'm just, first of all, speaking of thankful, thankful that it's happening because we missed a year of recording the gist. For those of you who don't know, the gist is a women's talk show that I'm proud to be part of at Catholic TV. You can check out catholictv.com if you want to see it. You can play the shows on demand. If you have a Roku device, you can get an app in there, but you can always watch the shows on demand at catholictv.com as well. Also, you can ask to have Catholic TV be a part of your cable company. There's so many ways you can access this programming. But anyway, we have been doing this. This was our 10th season, which is so crazy and awesome and so fun to do. And yet also a lot <laughs> doing all of our episodes for that season inside of those five days that I was there in Boston. So I'm so grateful. You know, this is the perfect topic, not only for this time of year, because Thanksgiving is on the way. And this is a great time for us to be more conscious of ways to be grateful and being a little bit more deliberate in the ways that we want to practice thankfulness in our everyday lives. So going into Thanksgiving, it's not just about being thankful on that one day. Um, you know, with November starting out with the Feast of All Saints and then All Souls, and we're remembering all the souls throughout the month of November being grateful for our life, for our time here on earth, being grateful for the people that we've been blessed to share this life with, people who have passed away that we are grateful that they lived. I think this is such a wonderful time of year to reflect on these, these gifts that we've been given and be more consciously grateful for them. So getting us ready for that and also getting us ready for Advent. Some of the things I'm going to suggest here might be practices that you want to bring into your Advent this year. It's not too soon to begin thinking about Advent. 
Note to all the moms out there, do you have an advent wreath? Do you have the candles for your advent wreath? Have you ordered them? It's really easy now when years ago, you used to have to go to the store and buy them and find them at the store. At least that's what I remember before Amazon existed. Now you can go to places like the Catholic Company and they've got these ready-made sets that you can buy. Or on Amazon, there are some great options there. So this is just your little nudge, your little reminder. Get those so that your Advent wreath will be ready to go that first weekend of Advent, which is following Thanksgiving. It's pretty exciting. All right. So talking about being more thankful and ways you know that we can practice gratitude, why would we do this in the first place? Well, first of all, because in scriptures, we are reminded to be grateful in the first book of Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 18. This is such a great little passage to reflect on during the season of Thanksgiving. St. Paul reminds us, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what does that mean in all circumstances? Gosh, you mean even when things aren't going great, we're supposed to be grateful? Yes, this is what we're called to. This is the standard. This is what St. Paul is reminding us, that we need to give thanks in all circumstances. That's the goal. And, you know, it's easy to be thankful when, you know, like I was just sharing, I feel so blessed by these weddings and these family events and different things going on. And so when good things are happening, it's easy to be like, I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful. But it's more challenging to be thankful when life is hard, when life is challenging, when things aren't going exactly as you would have them go. It can be difficult. And yet having this practice of gratitude in your everyday life is really a wonderful way to kind of establish that habit of gratitude. And then it will be there in life's more trying circumstances. And you can get better at being grateful, giving thanks in all circumstances like St. Paul calls on us to do in that letter to the Thessalonians. So let's share some 10 ways. I'm just going to share these ideas. And maybe you have some ideas too that maybe they're not in my list and you're like, oh, she forgot a good one send it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I would love to be able to include it in a future show here on Girlfriends or share it on social media. Just send it along to me or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know where to find me. All right. First one, the first way to be a more thankful person is to say it out loud. This is a really important reminder. I know that I need it. So many times I'm grateful for something, even very grateful for something, and I fail to say it. I fail to thank the person who maybe made it happen or helped to make it happen or supported me to make it happen. Say it out loud. You can say thank you, starting with wherever you find yourself today, whatever people you're interacting with. Who could you say thank you to? Your husband? Could you thank him for something that he does every day that everybody takes for granted, whether it's taking out the trash or running a load of laundry or going out to work in the morning or clearing off the kitchen counters or, you know, giving the kids a bath. What does he do that you are tempted to take for granted just because he always does that? (laughs) Think about that. What could you say out loud to your husband? Say, thank you for doing that. It really makes a difference. It makes a difference in our relationships and it makes a difference with us because it kind of underscores for us when we're speaking these things out loud, when we are saying out loud what we're grateful for to the person that we're grateful to that really does kind of underscore for us our gratitude and that idea of being grateful in all circumstances, giving thanks in all circumstances. So also maybe you want to thank your kids. What can you thank your kids for? Maybe they responded right away when you told them what to do and you want to thank them for for being so readily obedient. Or maybe you've got older kids in the house who help out with errands and driving kids around. Or maybe you just want to thank them for something special about their personality that brightens your day. 
What it, just take note of these things and then say out loud the things you're grateful for. Um, even if you're not directly thanking people, you could be thankful for the, the good weather outside or the fact that you have a home to live in or the fact that you have a car to drive. This is something that I think can really be a great thing for parents to practice because first of all, it underscores for us all of the many blessings we have every day when we're saying out loud, you know, gosh, I'm so grateful we have this lovely breakfast this morning. I'm so grateful to have a hot cup of coffee. I'm so grateful to have this warm coat to wear or I'm so grateful to have a laundry machine that works. Think of the things that you're grateful for and say it out loud. And, and it sets such a great example for our kids. So that's a great way that you can kind of be teaching gratitude to your kids. Also teaching your kids that all good things come from God. And so all the good things that we have and even the good things that we might accomplish are not our own accomplishments. We don't do these things on our own. We need to be giving thanks to God in all of these things, which is why I love Thanksgiving. It's such a great thing to have a day set aside just for giving thanks and gathering together with friends and family and just very purposefully giving thanks for, for all the good things in our lives. So say it out loud is my first tip for you. You might do it with your family. You might do it in your workplace. You might do it when you're out and about at the store, running errands, whatever you're doing today, whoever you're interacting with, say out loud the things that you're grateful for. All right, the second way to be a more thankful person is to have a set time in every day where you are purposefully grateful. This doesn't have to be a big deal. This doesn't have to take a lot of time. It might be a part of your morning prayer routine that you're going to begin or end your prayer routine by thanking God for five specific things or three specific things. You know, pick what you want. Have it be part of your, your morning routine. Have it be part of your evening routine before you go to sleep at night. That could be a prayer practice, thanking God for your day and being specific thinking for a set number of things that you are grateful for, you know, being as specific as you can. Don't just be like, oh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful that, you know, we have a house and I have a job or whatever. <laughs> oh, that, that's okay. But being specific, I think, is really a really helpful way of fostering that attitude of gratitude because it really does kind of highlight for us those things that we might otherwise be tempted to take for granted. And it reminds us that all good things come from God, even the little things that we enjoy, that we look forward to, that encourage us, that support us, that help us along our way in any way. Let's not take those for granted. Let's say out loud that we're grateful for them and offer the thanks for them. So having a set time each day might attach it to part of your routine. If, you're, if you've got a morning commute, maybe you're going to spend part of your commute time just reflecting on what you're grateful for, or at the end of your day, or attach it to certain chores that you do every day if you're folding laundry. I know some people are great about this when they're folding laundry. They will give thanks to God as they pray for each person whose laundry they're folding. Or when you're doing the dishes, maybe that's an opportunity to give thanks to God for the meal that you've had, for the fact that you have food to eat and a home in, that you share with your family and dishes that need to be washed. So, you know, attaching it to everyday routines is a nice way. But I think having a set time each day is a really helpful way of making sure days aren't going by without you pausing and being deliberately grateful. So have a set time every day. Uh, number three is write it down. Keep a journal if you're that kind of a person. Now, I say this as someone who has very rarely ever kept a gratitude journal, but the times when I've done it, I've, I've done it for Lent a couple of different times where, and you might consider doing it for Advent. You know, Advent's coming up. You might consider keeping a journal just for that set period of time. That can be a nice way to establish a habit. 
writing down the things that you're grateful for each day and think what a gift it is at the end of Advent to be able to flip back through the pages and see all of the blessings that you've enjoyed during that particular liturgical season. But if you think you're not going to keep a journal, you know, you can write it down by keeping notes on your phone. I know some people do that. You might do it on Twitter. Be a little creative. Do Put it on Instagram. Once a week, write something that you're grateful for. I know Matt Swain from the um, Sacred Heart Radio show, Sunrise Morning Show. He's, I, I don't even know how long he's been doing it. Years. He's been doing a daily grateful tweet on Twitter. And that's a really edifying thing for me to see all these like little random things, sometimes big things, sometimes little things that he's grateful for. And he just puts it out there on Twitter. Maybe you want to consider doing something like that. It has the added benefit of holding you accountable. I know somebody who does it on Facebook as well. And this is actually the added benefit of sharing it with other people that, you know, you're going to encourage them to maybe be more grateful or be more conscious of the blessings that they have in your life and you writing it down just again, underscores that. Okay, um, the fourth way to be a more thankful person is to recognize that it's a choice. You get to choose to be a grateful person. Sometimes we go around feeling like we're kind of like we're victims of our feelings and our emotions. I loved what Sonia Corbett shared last week when I had the opportunity to interview her here on Girlfriends, how she was talking about like bossing your feelings around, like you get to be rational and reasonable, decide what your priorities are and control your feelings. Like they don't get to push you around and you get to push them around. You get to choose. So you get to choose to be grateful. It is a choice that you can make. And the month of November is a wonderful opportunity to begin making a habit of making that choice. You know, you can't control how other people behave or maybe even some of your life circumstances you can't control or a particular thing that happens that disappoints or discourages you. You can't control that, your circumstances, but you can control how you're going to respond to it. What kind of patterns of thought you're going to allow yourself to engage in as a result of it. Other people might have terrible attitudes around you. They might be angry. They might be complaining. They might be bitter. You might be listening to all of that, but that doesn't mean you have to do it too. And sometimes we fall into that habit of thinking we're victimized by the people around us, by negative circumstances, by things that happen that we don't want, things we can't control, but you're not. You get to choose to be grateful in all circumstances. Like St. Paul tells us, give thanks in all circumstances. So you get to choose to do that. You know, St. Paul isn't telling us to do that and we can't do that. No, this is this is built in. This is This is what God is calling us to. This is the higher standard. Being grateful in all circumstances, giving thanks in all circumstances. You get to choose. You can't maybe control how somebody else is acting but you can control how you respond to them, whether responding out loud or even just in, in your own heart, in your own mind, in your own way of thinking, the way that you're going to respond to that. You get to choose to be grateful and avoid that negativity. So recognize that it's a choice. All right. Number five is for those times when you are challenged, whether you're angry about something, whether you're very disappointed about something, whether you're very hurt about something, these are the times when it's very hard to be grateful. These are the times I think of when I read that passage, give thanks in all circumstances and think, oh, you know, St. Paul wasn't talking about this, like not these circumstances, right? So maybe you find yourself in one of those circumstances today where it's very challenging to be thankful, or maybe you will sometime in the future and you can recall a time in the past. Here's a little practice. 
that you can start right away. If in a time, especially where you find it hard to be grateful, immediately in that circumstance, think of 10 things to be grateful for. Even if you have to do the big ones, the big in general ones, like I, I woke up this morning, I'm breathing in and out. My heart is beating in my chest, you know, but then, you know, we all have things beyond that. We have friends, we have family, we have material possessions, we have work, we have all kinds of opportunities and blessings in our lives, beauty in the natural world, different things that surround us and people who love us. So you can do this. You can, in that moment of challenge, rise to the challenge and immediately think of 10 things that you're grateful for. This is something that takes discipline to do for sure. But I can tell you from my own experience that this is something you can get better at doing and it becomes a more natural habit. And it is life changing stuff because these are the things, these are the moments where we're really tempted to get down and we can fall into those bad habits of negative thinking and kind of spiral downward with woe is me and the world is out to get me. Nothing ever goes my way. I never catch a break. Easy to start thinking along those lines. But if you can interrupt those thoughts and instead, immediately in those trying circumstances, think of 10 things that you're grateful for, force yourself to do it. The more that you do it, the more it becomes a habit and the more you become aware of just how much you have to be grateful for. Every one of us could stand to grow in our understanding and our awareness of just how many blessings we have in our lives. You know, St. Ignatius referred to ingratitude as the greatest sin, and he felt like it's the core, the beginning of all other sins is an, a lack of gratitude for the enormous blessings that surround us every day. So here's a great way to kind of get ahead of that. Rather than falling into spiraling negativity and thinking, you know, all these woe is me kinds of thoughts when things don't go your way, instead interrupt yourself when you get mad, when you get angry, when you're hurt, when you're disappointed, when you're discouraged. Immediately think of 10 things that you are grateful for. Okay, number six, send a thank you text. Okay, this is the modern twist on the thank you note, which by the way is number seven. We'll get to that in a minute. But send a thank you text. In fact, challenge yourself to send five of them. It's so easy and it takes a little effort and yet can make a huge difference in your relationships with other people and in your own mind, your own heart and mind, the way that you're approaching life, your attitude as you're going about life. If you just pause and say, like right now, pause this podcast and say, I'm gonna... I'm going to send five texts to five different people to tell them something I'm grateful for. You know, maybe to a friend of yours who you're grateful for her example to you, maybe to a priest you know, maybe to a family member who's supported you. You know, even thinking back in the past, things that you continue to be grateful for, little things. Maybe you're going to text your husband and, and thank him for, for making the bed or for being patient with you when you were in a bad mood the other day. Whatever it is, this is so easy to do, and yet we don't do it. So take that moment right now and text five different people what you are grateful for. It's a deliberate act. It's something to remind you of all the things you have to be grateful for, and it's something that's going to really enhance and encourage a greater attitude of gratefulness in your everyday life and in your everyday relationships. Okay, I promised you the next one was a thank you note. We're all very familiar with thank you notes. I used to be great about writing thank you notes. And then somehow over the years, 
I've gotten really bad at it. Like even when people do extremely generous things for me, I might send them a text. I might send them a Facebook message, but it's rare these days that I actually write out a thank you note. And I recently received a beautiful thank you note from a friend of mine who I wrote the foreword for her book. Shout out to Claire. (laughs) Claire McGarry has written this beautiful book called Grace Intention. And it's a wonderful book for, for women in all different walks of life, different life circumstances. Just a little shout out for Claire's book that is newly out from Our Sunday Visitor. I had the opportunity to write the foreword for Claire's book. And I loved that opportunity. And yet she took the time to write me this beautiful, heartfelt, handwritten thank you note for doing that. And it really made my day. And it also made me realize that I don't do that nearly often enough. So this is a challenge to me. And it's a challenge to you. Who could you write a thank you note to? Now, this is not as easy as sending out the texts, right? So you don't have to do five of them if you don't want. Just do one. Who's one person that you could write a thank you note to, put it in the mail, and just express gratitude in that way. Think of how that's going to bless them, how that's going to encourage them. Maybe encourage an attitude of gratefulness in them, like my friend Claire's note has encouraged me to begin thinking along those lines and be more intentional about ways that I'm going to be thanking people for the good things they do for me. So think about that and then invest just a little bit of time. If you think about it, it really doesn't take a lot of time. And um, so there really isn't much of an excuse just to just to write a few lines down and just put that card in the mail. Just a beautiful way to be more deliberate about being thankful and maybe be creative about who you might send it to. Maybe you're going to send it to a teacher you had long ago. I did this years ago and um, that teacher was so moved by the fact that I thought to thank him years later because I was grateful for some things that he had taught me and some basic writing skills that I felt like I had really honed under his um, mentorship during, I think it was, I had him in eighth grade and he really encouraged my writing. And years later, I was reflecting on how pivotal that was in my life. Maybe there's somebody like that for you that you haven't seen or heard from in a long time. And you could actually write a thank you note. Think how surprised they'll be to receive it. And what a, what a gift that will be to you to be intentionally grateful for something like that in your life. Okay, the next way I want to recommend that you practice being a more thankful person is to notice when you're happy. This is one of those things that we can get better at doing, but how many of us turn to God in moments of trial, and of course, He wants us to do that, or turn to God when we need help with something, and of course, He wants us to do that, but we forget to turn to God and note our dependence upon Him, note our gratitude in when times are good, when we're joyful, when we're happy when we're encouraged by something, when something goes our way or something surprising happens that blesses us in a particular way, how often do we forget to turn to God in those moments and be grateful in those moments? But again, like the other things on this list, this is something that you can get better at doing. So you can get better at recalling or noticing when you're happy, when you're joyful, when something joyful happens. And practicing thankfulness in that moment. This is something that's going to serve you really well because who are the people that you like to be around? Those who are, you know, ungrateful and crabby and negative and bitter and angry, or those people who are joyful and always looking for the good and grateful when things go well rather than feeling entitled about it. These are the people that everyone likes. These are the people who truly are happy. So you're going to be doing yourself and everyone around you a favor if you're practicing this, if you're kind of cultivating this attitude of thankfulness. 
and being more aware of when you're joyful, when you're happy. If you feel like this is an area where you really struggle, you might want to bring this to prayer and just ask God, ask your guardian angel, ask the Holy Spirit, nudge me, nudge me when I I receive a blessing and help me to recognize it and be grateful for it. That's, That's a wonderful prayer. That's a great way to grow in the virtue of gratefulness in in the virtue of gratitude. So look for ways that you can do that. Pray about it if you feel like this is a place where you really struggle. It's really hard for you to recognize when when you're happy and, and focus on positive things. But it is, in fact, something that you can get better at doing. So noting when you're happy. All right, the ninth way to be a more thankful person that I want to recommend is give to others you're going to build gratitude around you if you practice small acts of love, right? So, so many times we feel like I can't do great big things, but I'm so encouraged by St. Therese of Lisieux in her little way who says, I can't do big things, but I can do small things with great love. And St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta reminds us of this as well. Just doing small things with great love is so valuable. And this is a wonderful way to practice being more thankful because if you are focused on doing small things for other people, you're going to cultivate an attitude of gratefulness all around you. You're going to be building gratitude all around you. And the bonus is you become less focused on yourself. Even if you're looking to give in big ways, maybe you're going to volunteer your time in a big way. This is a wonderful way to kind of get out of your own head. So many times when we're struggling, when we're feeling down, when we're feeling anxious or we're kind of obsessing in unhealthy ways over negative things in our lives, or we fall into these patterns of just negative habits of self-talk, it all comes from this hyper-focus on ourselves. And we need to just turn our focus outward and not so much inward. And just a natural air of gratitude comes from that in giving of ourselves to others. And it doesn't have to be in gigantic, dramatic ways, although this is a great month to do that if if you're so moved and maybe you will be during Advent, but looking for small ways that maybe you can do a tiny favor for somebody. Maybe you can do an unexpected little gift for somebody. Maybe you're going to give to somebody and, you know, doing their chore perhaps, or um, maybe something special for your husband that you know that he likes. And maybe you're going to make a dinner that he likes or for one of your kids, you know, these small things that we can do. Sometimes we moms are really good at this kind of noticing when someone's going through a hard time and do a little extra something to, to help them out, maybe get them a treat or maybe write them a little note or maybe, you know, make their bed up extra nice or, you know, something like that or wash their car, you know, the things that make people feel seen and known and loved. We're, we're kind of rock stars at this. So I think cultivating this in a deliberate way is a wonderful way to grow in gratitude, to grow in our virtue of gratitude and really encourage other people too with these small things that we're going to do that we can do with great love because everybody can do that. Maybe you can't do great big things. I can't either but we can do small things with great love. And the happy result of that is that we become less focused on ourselves and we grow in all of the virtues. All right, the last thing that I wanna recommend to you, the last way, the 10th way to be a more thankful person is to remember back to harder times. You might be going through something very hard right now. You might be going through the hardest thing you've ever gone through. So you can't recall a harder time. But I promise you, there are parts of your life that are easier now that have been worked out that were more challenging once upon a time. You know, I remember one time years ago when we were kind of going through old photos of when the kids were little 
And I happen to just notice in one of these random, you know, candid photos from years ago, um, my son, who was like two years old at the time, in the background wearing only his diaper and his diaper was wrapped in duct tape. (laughs) And I was like, what is going on there? And then I remembered there was a phase in his life where he would always take off his diaper. He took off all of his clothes and then would take off his diaper. And this was such a trial for me. I thought, This was like the hardest thing. I mean, if you've ever had a toddler who does this, it is not convenient. It is not clean. It is really uh, messy and awful sometimes. And so I had completely forgotten about it though. And when I saw that photo, I was like, oh my gosh, we used to duct tape his diaper so that he wouldn't take it off. And it took that photo to remind me. And in that moment, I thought, I am really grateful right now. We kind of moved past that unpleasant phase. And I promise you, if you spend a little time thinking about it, there are things you've moved past. There are things you've really struggled with, whether it's with finances or with your work or in your parenting or in your marriage or in your homemaking or in your neighbor relationships or in your friendships or in your extended family. There are things that you have struggled with that are no longer a struggle. Maybe it's a health thing. You know, there are all different ways that we struggle. And so think back to a harder time in something. And this can help you to be grateful for right now. This is a great way to recognize that, first of all, our trying circumstances, whatever ones you're going through right now and that you're tempted to be super focused on, they're not going to last forever. This world is not forever. One of my favorite sayings from St. Therese of Lisieux is, the world is thy ship, not thy home. And that's a great reminder and something I like to kind of reflect on and focus on because we forget. We get so caught up in the stuff we're doing and the nitty gritty details of every day and in the important stuff of our work, of our families, of our marriages and working in our communities that we forget that this is not forever. So those are my 10 ways that I wanted to share for becoming a more grateful person. But maybe you have some ideas of your own. What is working for you? Inspire us before this Thanksgiving and before this Advent season, especially, because these are great things that we can put into practice in the coming weeks and months. So send me an email if you have an idea, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer. I love to get a Vox and I'd love to be able to include your voice message on a future episode of Girlfriends. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. If you can't remember to go to ascensionpress.com, there's an easy way to make sure that you will always get the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends podcast, and that is to text the word girlfriends to 33777. This only works for... um, plans in the US. So if that's not you and you want to get subscribed to that newsletter for the Girlfriends podcast show notes, send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com. I'll make sure you get added to the list. But everybody else, you can just text the word girlfriends to 33777. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We've got more of the show coming up. But first this, I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends podcast. If you enjoyed the Rejoice Advent resources in the past Advents, you know firsthand how God can use the season of Advent to foster a personal encounter with Him so that you are ready for the person of Jesus Christ at Christmas. My name is Father Mark Toops, author of the Rejoice Advent Meditation Series, and I'm excited about this year as we invite you on a pilgrimage as we learn more about the places, people, and events of the very first Advent. 
I am humbled with all of you who have uh, celebrated with me the gift of Advent. Over 100,000 people have been a part of the Rejoice resource in the past. It's been a humble privilege for me to walk with you, and I'm excited about this year's pilgrimage as we learn more about those places, people, and events of the very first Advent. To learn more and to go on the pilgrimage with us, go to rejoiceprogram.com. Until we see you in this Advent journey, God bless you. Welcome back. We're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback, a listener question. And this week I heard from Kelly on Instagram. So for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, why don't you follow me on Instagram? Get over there. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram. And I love connecting with people there because every once in a while I'll do these kind of lives and I'll take people's questions. And in my stories, I'll collect questions beforehand. And this has been a really fun and educational way for me to figure out like what's on people's hearts and minds. What are what things are people struggling with? And it's actually really helpful for me when I'm putting together the podcast. But this time I heard from Kelly and I didn't get to her answer in my Instagram live. So I'm going to share her question here. And Kelly said, how can I handle family expectations this upcoming holiday season? We are blessed to live nearby my husband's large family and my large family. And it seems like my family and my in-laws want us all present for every single thing ever. And we wind up exhausted. I want to be diplomatic. And of course, it's great to be so loved and so wanted, but I'm already dreading Thanksgiving and Christmas. So Kelly, I appreciate the question. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Even if you don't necessarily live nearby both of your large families. I mean, that sounds like an exceptionally beautiful, blessed life, but also kind of like you're in a pressure cooker if they're demanding a lot, if they're expecting a lot, especially around the holidays. So I think you're very wise, Kelly, to be thinking about this ahead of time. And like, like you said, you're kind of dreading it ahead of time, but that can be your motivation to put a plan in place. So first of all, I would say, make sure you and your husband are on the same page with whatever your plan is for this holiday season make the plan. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, you didn't share, you know, how old your own family is, how big your kids are, but there came a certain point in our family life where Dan and I were like, you know what? For Christmas anyway, we just want to be home. Like on December 25th, we don't want to be traveling anywhere. And, um, you know, he's always had family nearby and I have family nearby. And so we could, and we did when the kids were little, we would travel you know, not too far, but to be with family on Christmas Day. But then there came a point where it just didn't make sense. And you're, it's okay to make that decision. And you can do that. You are your own family. And, you know, kind of can be helpful. Thanksgiving's a little tighter because it's all on one day. But, you know, maybe you're going to make a plan where on Thanksgiving, you're at one family for one year and you're at the other family for the other year. And they just, they need to deal with that. Like that's allowed. Um, you don't have to necessarily be eating all these different meals every year. Or maybe you're going to say, you know, this year we're going to host Thanksgiving if you're able to do that. So make that plan, whatever it is for Thanksgiving, and then whatever it's going to be for Christmas, which very well might be a lot of, we're going to just be on our own. We're going to be here and we'll be glad to see you at this particular event on this particular day, but we can't come to every single thing. And, you know, once you're on the same page with your husband about that, then it becomes a matter of communicating it just clearly and with love to your families. Like you said, you are blessed to be loved and wanted by these people. 
And so, you know, with a focus on that, that it's wonderful that they love you and that they want you around, just communicate with love to them that this this has, you know, in some ways gotten hard for you, your family's growing, you have other kinds of commitments, and to balance everything and be sure that you're going to really enjoy the times that you're together, this is the decision that you're going to make. And then you need to stand by it. And, you know, then if they're having a hissy fit or if anybody's getting upset, it's on them. You're just communicating these things in love and you're going to be overjoyed to be together for the times when you are able to commit to being present. But you don't owe anybody this, you know, crazy stressed out feeling. And you don't owe anybody dreading the holidays because you're feeling pulled in multiple directions and just depleted by all of it. That's, that's not, it's not fair. So, you know, have that conversation and so, so vitally important that you in your domestic church with your husband in your little family, just make that, make that decision together and be on board with it together and then communicate it together with love. Wishing you all the best. I'm going to be praying for you, Kelly, and, and all people who are struggling with family relationships and, and stressors inside of extended family relationships, especially in the upcoming holidays. If you have particular questions with regard to those kinds of relationships or some other question you'd like me to take up in this section of the podcast here, send it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I always love to hear from you. All right, that's all the time we have for today. But before we go, I want to ask you, if you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, would you share it with somebody? Would you text a friend? Would you call a friend? Would you mention it to a friend? Would you put it on social media? Or would you go to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and consider leaving a rating and a review for Girlfriends? All of these things are really a helpful way that you, the community of girlfriends here, can help us to grow, help support the podcast. So if you enjoy what you listen to here, this is one way that you can say thank you and that you can give back is by helping to support our growing community of girlfriends right here. I would be so grateful for you doing that. So thank you for considering that. But most importantly, thank you for being here. Thanks for showing up. I do not take that for granted. I know there are many things vying for your time and attention. And I love that we have this opportunity to connect right here on Girlfriends every week. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for being a part of our Girlfriends community. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 